The CECC reported 64,972 local COVID cases on Friday, marking a slight decrease from the day before. It also announced 165 cases with moderate symptoms and 52 cases with severe symptoms. However, the number of COVID-related deaths reached a new single-day high of 41 people. Let's hear from the head of the CECC. There was a total of 41 COVID-related deaths. Looking at their patient history, it was found that 40 of them had cancer or another serious condition or suffered from a chronic illness. Only one person had no serious illness or history of chronic disease. However, that individual had no record of vaccination against COVID. In terms of vaccination, 21 of those 41 people had not been vaccinated against COVID at all. Six of them had taken one shot of a vaccine, two of them had taken two shots, and 12 of them had taken three shots. In terms of age, all of them were above 50, and 20 of them were between 80 and 100. Also on Friday, the CECC announced that people with a positive rapid test can receive an official diagnosis by proxy starting Saturday. Infected people can send a friend or family member to a doctor on their behalf so that they can get listed as an official COVID case. This policy applies only to travelers in home quarantine and to close contacts who are undergoing the 3 plus 4 isolation protocol. A new policy for obtaining COVID medication was implemented nationwide on Friday. People infected with COVID can now send a proxy to a hospital doctor to get a prescription for medicine on their behalf. The policy is aimed at expediting treatment for patients in need. But on Friday, some doctors expressed frustrations, saying that the policy still doesn't make COVID drugs easily available. They say that prescriptions by proxy can only be obtained at 137 hospitals, which are not enough to meet the nation's demand. Before one call ends, another comes through. Today, private clinicians are authorized to give consults not only by video call, but by phone as well. These services for COVID patients have only rolled out recently, but this clinic is already inundated with calls. To help get prescriptions out there faster, the government is allowing patients to speak with physicians via phone or video call and have medicine sent to their homes. Patients can also have friends or family members attend a hospital consult on their behalf. If an infected person is eligible for treatment with oral medication, a friend or family member who lives separately can visit the doctor with the patient's health insurance card and positive test result. At any of 137 hospitals nationwide that carry antiviral medication, they can follow the standard procedures to see a doctor. The doctor will assess the patient's medical needs based on their written account of their symptoms and write them a prescription if needed. Antiviral medications should be available at all medical institutions. Access should not be limited to only specified distribution hospitals. The purpose is to make medication more accessible, so why impose limits? You should open it up to all hospitals. Now you're saying you want patients to have faster access to medication, but then you tell them to ask friends and family members to go to one of these hospitals to get the prescription. It doesn't make sense. Dr. Lin Ingran says friends and family should be allowed to get COVID pills at clinics and not just hospitals. He says there are too few designated hospitals nationwide, which puts pressure on the medical system. 
It also drives up the caller rate for video call and telephone consultations, he says. With so much demand, he says it's hard for him to schedule in-person consultations. Video calls last an average of 20 to 30 minutes. If it were only a small number of people, that would be fine. But with so many people calling, I can't do in-person consultations. These video calls have recently become a real headache for us. One of the first problems is that everyone's internet bandwidth is very different. When you have signal delays, it's a very serious waste of time. At a time like this, every second counts. New options for consulting with physicians and accessing medication can offer conveniences for patients, but poor execution means frustration all around. Doctors hope authorities can make adjustments on a rolling basis. Taiwan soldiers are taking on a new mission, that of transporting COVID patients to hospitals. They will start first in New Taipei, which has been hit especially hard by the pandemic. The city's first responders are under strain as they now make more than 200 ambulance trips a day to pick up infected people. To ease the burden on the city, soldiers will soon take the ambulance's wheel. The military will deploy 140 ambulances and 280 soldiers to support New Taipei and other areas in need. At this new Taipei Fire Department, soldiers practice putting on personal protective equipment. With the number of COVID cases rising daily, the military will soon support the pandemic response by transporting infected people. PPE is a must. Once their mission is complete, the soldiers remove and sanitize their PPE, all in line with the standard protocol. Recently, the National Fire Agency requested the military's help with transporting COVID patients. To ensure the soldiers' safety, the Haishan branch of the new Taipei Fire Department conducted a drill on Friday. Our officers at all levels are here to receive training and guidance. We've arranged for licensed medical personnel and ambulances to assist the local fire department in transporting infected people. Earlier this month, we sent people to new Taipei hospitals to help with testing. After daily cases broke the 10,000 mark, our workload increased to more than 500 ambulance trips a day, with more than 200 of those for confirmed cases. Of course, that is a heavy burden on us, but so far, we have had the capacity to handle it. New Taipei has been hit hardest in the rising cases. So far, it's been able to cope, but authorities are preparing for a greater surge. The military has assigned 140 ambulances and 280 personnel members to transport infected people. The soldiers will be sent to areas where the need is greatest. NRICM 101 is a traditional Chinese medicine formula that's shown promise in preventing severe COVID illness. But doctors are now warning against taking it without a prescription. At a press conference on Friday, TCM practitioners said that the formula is not one-size-fits-all, that it often needs to be customized to suit the individual patient. They urge people not to buy the formula online, nothing that it's illegal to do so without a prescription.
Assorted herbal remedies are displayed at this press conference held by a lawmaker and the Taipei Chinese Medicine Association. Amid reports of its efficacy against COVID-19, the NRICM 101 herbal formula has soared in popularity. It's being sold online for 5,000 NT and above, at many times its original price. But at Friday's press conference, doctors warned that buying it online is illegal without a doctor's prescription. The NRICM 101 formula is medication that should be prescribed by a doctor. Commercial pharmacies cannot sell it without authorization. It is illegal to sell it without authorization. It is not a health food. There are many symptoms that a COVID patient might have. Some have a sore throat, some have nasal congestion, some experience dizziness, and some develop aches all over their body. This can only be dealt with through a dialectical consultation with a professional physician. At the press conference, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners said prescriptions should be adjusted based on each patient's constitution and symptoms. They said a fixed NRICM 101 formula might produce different results for different people. Taiwan has a robust TCM network with more than 1,000 clinics in Taipei City alone. Doctors said that confirmed patients should speak with a TCM practitioner online in order to obtain a prescription. The resources available include scientific preparations of herbal formulas, NHI teleconferencing, and informative videos. We can support your treatment. Going from a positive to a negative can happen very quickly. We have a great deal of experience. We don't take a rushed approach, and we don't just have a fixed formula on hand. We have many variations of that formula. For example, say that you have more phlegm than other people do. We will prescribe auxiliary drugs to relieve the phlegm. If you hoard the NRICM 101 formula in your home and you're a person with a relatively weak constitution, you might experience some upset after taking it. There might be some after effects that we're not yet clear on. So if you want to take this formula, you should get it through a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. Amid a surging epidemic, the lawmakers said people should seek out medical professionals instead of taking therapies that may do more harm than good. Real estate agents say the spread of COVID is having an impact on their business. Fewer customers are heading in to look at properties. Real estate showrooms and marketing suites are the last place where people want to hang out right now. We spoke to two companies who have adopted stringent hygiene protocols in an effort to woo customers into a building. The days of rocking up without a booking are over for now. At this showroom, you need to take your temperature and spray on disinfectant alcohol before coming in. Salespeople are all trained up in hygiene protocols now COVID is spreading. In-person viewings are down 30 to 40 percent, and improved hygiene is a bit to retain as many visitors as possible. I do pay attention if they spray disinfectant or put up a divider screen. I think the booking system is quite good. It means there's less crowding. There won't be a big crowd all coming at once. In the past, at least 20 groups would visit a week. Now, there's just half that footfall. Only one group is allowed inside at once, and they view the room one-on-one. -on -one. Staff maintain social distancing as they introduce the rooms, and a divider sits between them for a seated consultation. If you ask for a quote, the staff will write you a note and slide it under the bottom of the divider, like a teller behind a bank glass. In the past, you'd be offered coffee and snacks in the foyer, but no longer. The new procedures are all aimed at preventing the spread of COVID. 
because we also have to prevent the spread of COVID, we don't provide refreshments on site at the moment. We also ask customers to disinfect their hands before entering, and we have adopted a pre-booking system. At another showroom, they've gone as far as installing an automatic temperature detector and disinfection gate. Generally, only airports have them. It disinfects visitors with ultraviolet light. All staff on site are required to have a triple COVID vaccine and take rapid tests regularly. And when one group of customers leaves, the area is immediately disinfected before the next group arrives. The worsening pandemic could have an impact on lots of industries, and real estate agents are keen to minimize the blow in any way they can. Now over to the markets. Taiwan stocks rose sharply on Friday, rising 1.38 percent to end at 15,832 points. It was a solid rally for the TIEX, but analysts say it doesn't equal a sustained market recovery. Stock market pros say that Wall Street will continue to fall, sending the TIEX back on a downward trajectory. Let's hear from one analyst. We can only view it as a short-term rebound. Turnover was still quite thin, which indicates that the market wasn't very willing to chase the highs. The other thing is that the market indicators don't yet signal a turnaround. I don't rule out a return to the 15,000-point mark if the U.S. market stays shaky. But if we do hit the 15,000-point mark, then I think that there's a chance for a sustained rebound. If China eases its lockdown, there's a chance for a rebound in related industries. Analyst Winston Wong says the TIEX has yet to hit bottom. He says the COVID pandemic, war in Ukraine, soaring inflation and rising interest rates will continue to deliver market shocks in the coming weeks. Meta Platforms, the parent company of Facebook, has organized a high-tech art exhibition in Taipei. The exhibit, titled Art Reimagined, features three Taiwanese artists who reimagine their works using virtual and augmented reality technology. The show is free to the public for three days starting Saturday at the Huashan 1914 Creative Park. A meta avatar appears on a monitor. Closer inspection reveals the avatar to be Golden Melody Award winner A Bao. This is Taiwan's Metaverse XR hub, the first of its kind in Asia. The Taiwan Creative Content Agency teamed up with Meta to bring Taiwanese culture into the Metaverse. Local artists were invited to present a variety of works using advanced technology. A Bao brought a showcase of traditional wedding attire. I'm happy to work with Meta and TAICCA to share my wedding attire. I want to let indigenous elements transcend time and space. We can do quite a lot with this augmented reality technology. I hope everyone can use technology to reconnect with and discover Taiwan's indigenous culture. Take out your mobile phone and you can explore the wedding attire of the Paiwan people, getting up close and personal with every fine detail. Using augmented reality technology, you can try on the headgear and strike up a dance at the wedding party, or strap on a VR headset and pick up the controllers to interact with the creations. It's a fully immersive experience where your imagination can run wild. 
There is also this 11-meter-wide landscape painting by artist Yao Rui Zhong. Visitors can immerse themselves in the mural and enjoy some fishing or a game of mahjong. These paper cuttings by artist Wu Gangzhen combine tradition and technology, allowing viewers to wave their hands and experience paper cutting themselves. The metaverse overcomes the limits of space and time, letting users more intimately interact with artworks. Technology takes these limitations that people encountered before and tears them down. I feel that artists are more capable than we are in terms of creation. We provide them with solutions, resources, and opportunities to communicate, to promote cooperation across different domains. Within the metaverse, art merges with technology, opening up ways for Taiwanese to share the creations with new audiences. With restaurants bookings down this year, hotels and restaurants are throwing themselves into pandemic-friendly ventures. And takeaway rice dumplings for Dragon Boat Festival is a winner. Foodies are embracing rice dumplings or zongzi as a COVID-friendly takeout option. And Taiwan's high-end hotels have released some very special zongzi for discerning diners to mark the holiday. The scent of sesame oil fills the air. This delicious sticky rice is appetizing enough, but there's more. Whole abalone, dried scallops, and char siu barbecued pork form the heart of this zongzi. Lotus sea paste and exo sauce are the cherry on the cake. It's wrapped up in traditional style and steamed in a bamboo basket. This is an ultra-luxury take on the Cantonese rice dumpling. Despite a hefty price tag, it sold out a month before Dragon Boat Festival. This Taiwanese seafood zongzi is flying off the shelves too, with its delectable oyster filling. The products lean on sticky rice, salted duck eggs, and pork, which have all risen in price lately. That's made zongzi more expensive, but demand is as strong as ever. Hotels say zongzi orders are higher now than in 2021. I think that at this time, many people are going out for meals much less, so more folks are willing to increase the budget for zongzi this Dragon Boat Festival. Festival. So it's actually thanks to the pandemic that Zongzi's sales are 30% to 40% up this year compared to last year. This hotel in Yunlin has launched three different sweet and savory Zongzi flavors in Hong Kong and Chaozhou styles. The treats are full of local Taiwan-grown ingredients. This year, the Dragon Boat Festival is meeting head-on with a surge in the pandemic as well as inflation. But the festive market has all the right ingredients to thrive this summer. Free furniture is up for grabs at the now-defunct Capital Hotel Arena branch. This Taipei hotel has been closed since 2019 and is scheduled for demolition in two months. The plan was originally to throw away all the furniture inside, but the demolition company has decided to give it away instead to people in need. Available for pickup are cabinets, desks, sofas, bedside tables, pillows, and more. Most items are only gently used, and most of them are high-quality materials like wood and leather. If you're interested, act fast. Over the past few days, droves of people have showed up with professional movers to take items away. We take a trip to Kaohsiung now to visit a pastry shop boasting of centuries of business. The store has been handed down from one generation to the next since 1905, 
and has lots of special projects afoot. One of its long-standing traditions is pastries shaped like Chinese chess pieces. It's also an inclusive employer, which hires people with disabilities to be part of the team. Visitors say stepping into the store is like taking a trip down memory lane. Sometimes life just checkmates you. In such situations, why not make the most of it? If you play chess with these pieces, you can pick up an opponent's tiles and snack on them. Chess pastries are this store's signature product. I played Chinese chess as a kid, so it really reminds me of childhood, and the mung bean pastries just melt in the mouth. The store offers original mung bean pastries and sesame flavor pastries. It won second place in Kaohsiung's top local gourmet gifts contest. The edible chess pieces were the brainwave of a chef from the second generation. Actually, I should call her grandma. She had five children, and the youngest son loved playing chess. Whenever he went out to play chess, he'd forget to come back for dinner. And then grandma would say, why don't you just eat the chess pieces? The pastry chefs knead the dough and roll them out into even balls before pressing them through a mold. In 2012, the store opened its Welcome Kitchen, where cooks with disabilities get a chance to spread their wings. This store is over 100 years old, and its walls are hung with old photos, showing its history from founding during the Japanese colonial era in 1905 through multiple generations, all the way to the fifth generation, which holds the baton today. From the first generation until today, we've handed it on generation after generation. That's how we've kept going for 100 years. The sixth generation is now stepping in but preserving traditional pastry-making skills while adapting to the vicissitudes of the modern market hasn't been easy. The generational differences gave layman manager Zhang Meihua quite a steep learning curve. Our profits fell by at least 40% during the pandemic. The government offered a stimulus package, which was extremely helpful for us, actually. And chess pieces are not the only surprises in store. You can also get pastries with propitious phrases on them, such as flying colors in your exams. Those make great gifts. It's a treasure trove not just for dessert lovers, but also anyone with a sweet tooth for Taiwanese history.